It's fortuitous, isn't it, that you can find an expert to justify any position or stance you might want to take, no matter what it is. Anybody who was pro-something can generally find a study, a survey or an expert to back up their argument. Anyone who's against can find the same. Whatever that position might be, there's a survey or an expert ready to back you up. Lies, damn lies and statistics. But I do back the economic modeller hired by local body councils who've banded together against the three waters reforms because they look, seem to be looking purely at pragmatics. They look to be purely looking at the economics of the matter. They're not driven by ideology. According to a consultancy that does economic modelling on behalf of Communities for Local Democracy, which counts 31 of New Zealand's 67 councils as members, the economic case for the government's reforms, particularly the government wanting to strip control of assets from councils, that economic model simply doesn't stack up. The submission proposes setting strong regulations for water quality, but allowing councils significant freedom to meet the standards without forcing councils to lose control of their infrastructure. Auckland, for example, would keep water care. The smaller councils would see it as more sensible to amalgamate their service, their water services. Communities for Local Democracy Chair Manawatu Mayor Helen Warboys, who was on the Mike Hosking Breakfast this morning, says communities do not want to lose their decision-making abilities or have the government take assets without compensation. What we're saying is that you don't need to take the community's assets off them. These are not crown assets that the government wants to play with. And the community is saying, we don't want you to take our assets off us without compensation, losing that local decision-making. And the, the work that we've done, the, the um, evidence reports that we've put together in our submission show that you don't need to do that. What the, the fundamental problem to the Three Waters issue in New Zealand is regulation. We need better regulation, yeah. and Tamata Arawai absolutely support that. Yeah, there seems to be no opposition to the actual regulations to try and improve water quality across so many areas of New Zealand, across so many, you know, the drinking water, the swimming water, all of it. But where councils are concerned is that those who have been good husbands of infrastructure, those who have committed ratepayer money to improving services mean that their ratepayers will pay again for those who have not. Now, the government said, oh, don't you worry your pretty heads about that. We've set aside billions and billions of dollars to even out the playing field. So those who have done a good job will be recompensed. Those who have not will be given loans and money to bring their water standards up to scratch. But the Whangarei Mayor makes the point that all very well and good that the government says, look, we'll give you $133 million for your assets, for your infrastructure, which you've improved and upgraded. She says, really, if you're looking at a replacement value, it's anywhere between $600 million and $1.2 billion. So $133 million comes in far, far short of what we want. There's also concerns about the ownership and the transferring of ownership of the Three Waters assets you know, to investors, shareholders, overseas companies. There's also concerns about how it would be managed. And we've covered that fairly well. You know, that mana whenua representatives would have a bigger say over 
Three Waters assets than their numbers would justify in a purely democratic process. So the communities for local democracy say if you're going to if you're going to fundamentally change the way we govern our water in this country and you say that it's based on the economics then we have a model an alternative model which stacks up which means that it will be cost effective for smaller councils to be able to you know bring up their water standards which means that the assets won't be transferred out of the hands of the communities who own them, who have paid for them. They accept that there's a, a need for greater water regulation, and, and there is. You only have to look at the, the problems we've seen in New Zealand. They have locked north water contamination, where, where people are still suffering today. And that should have been picked up years and years ago. There was a prior Camp Philobacter scare and have Lock North, and the councils learnt nothing from that. So absolutely we need more regulation. We've got sewage bubbling to the surface in Wellington on a relatively you know, regular scale. We've got the, the water in many of our beautiful, beautiful harbours and seas being polluted every time there's strong rains, every time there's heavy showers. So absolutely the regulation and the communities for local democracy are saying we're all good with that. We, we, don't, we don't have a problem with the regulation and the stronger regulation. Where we do have a problem is when ratepayers have invested in upgrading their assets, their infrastructure, they've bitten the bullet, they've paid the higher rates, they've done so. And now not only are they not going to be compensated for that, they're going to see the ownership the control of the assets and the infrastructure taken out of their hands. And that's what they don't like. So if it's done purely on the economics of it, communities for local democracy have got a plan for you. If the government says, okay, we accept that it's not about economics, it's about ideology, then at least they'd be being honest about their intentions.